Hey there, welcome to Football with Grant Wall. Thanks so much for joining me. Our interview guest today is Lindsey Horan of the U.S. Women's National Team and Lyon to discuss this Saturday's UEFA Champions League final between Lyon and Barcelona. We recorded this before the announcement this week of the historic collective bargaining agreements between the U.S. men's and women's national teams and U.S. soccer. Before we get going, you can sign up for a subscription to my newsletter at grantwall.com. It has all my writing, including magazine-style stories and on-site coverage of the men's and women's game. That's grantwall.com. Now, here's my interview with Lindsey Horan. Our guest now is U.S. Women's National Team midfielder Lindsey Horan, whose club Lyon meets Barcelona in the UEFA Champions League final in Turin, Italy, this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can see it for free on DAZN's YouTube channel. Lindsay, congratulations on getting to the final, and thanks for coming on the show. Oh, thank you very much, and thanks for having me. So this matchup in the final, Barcelona versus Lyon, last year's European champion versus the five straight times winner before that, what kind of game do you think we're going to see? Oh boy. Well, I hope and an entertaining one for you guys. Uh, for me, I hope it's a win um, for Leon. But um, I think you have two quality, quality um, sided teams. You know, you you see this Barcelona team that's you know come through the ranks over the past few years, and and you see the style of play and and kind of the Barca style that you see with the men's team and you know developing their own culture and and how they want their team ran and. You know, it's it's incredible to see. And, you know, then you come with a team like Leon, and obviously I haven't been here uh, for that long, but the history here and, and what they've done in Champions League and, and then this year again making it to yet another final. Um, yeah, it's going to be incredible, and, and both sides are playing, you know, very well. So I think it's, you know, going to be your ultimate final that everyone wants to see. You mentioned it. This Barcelona team has been almost perfect this season. Their only defeat in any game came against Wolfsburg in the semifinal leg two, and they still advanced. Is your team taking anything from what Wolfsburg was able to do in that game against Barcelona? Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see. You know, obviously their first leg is is unfortunate. This happens in football, and you know, most most times it's it's really hard to come out of, but. You know, Wolfsburg brought on a second game and and won two nil. You know, they they almost could have been back in. And so the things in there, the things they did, even in the first leg, there are things um, they found ways to exploit them and and whatnot. I think for us, it's you know looking at that, seeing what was possible and what could be done, but also focusing on what you know we're best at and how we can exploit them. And um, yeah, doing it to the best of our uh, capability. So you're on loan with Lyon from Portland. How would you describe your experience with Lyon and what you've learned about the team? Um, you know, t- to be perfectly honest, the beginning was kind of a rough spot for me. Uh, obviously, uh, I don't know if most people know, but I had surgery done in December and supposed to be kind of a, a easy procedure, you know, a month, two months out. Um, getting back into things like normal. Um, but it took a lot longer with my knee. And, you know, there were ups and downs. It was kind of a roller coaster ride for two to three months there. Um, so 
you know, that part of it was hard because I, I wanted to come into this team and, and come in in January and, you know, make an impact right away. And, you know, again, this is just how football works sometimes and you can't, uh, you can't always have it your way. Um, so for me, it's been controlling what I could. Um, you know, that's what we always say as, as athletes. And, and now it's, you know, I'm training normally and I'm in the team every single week. And finally, I, I feel like a normal professional soccer player again. And um, yeah, so the, these last, you know, month or two has been incredible for me to be back in Champions League, to be playing in league games consistently and to be in and around these girls is is insane. And, you know, the football, the quality, the technique, everything is is just like absolutely what I love. So. Yeah, I think it's been uh, positive towards the end here. No, that's great. And I've obviously seen that you've been playing regularly in a team that can't be easy to get into for for anybody. Um, and it's interesting because I actually visited Lyon, uh, I think it was October. I was doing a story on Macario. And even then, people with Lyon were talking about Barcelona. And then I visited Barcelona <laughs> more recently for a story that I wrote and everyone at Barcelona was talking about Lyon and it was almost like y'all were on a collision course for this game. And do you view it that way? Does Barcelona, has Barcelona been talked about a fair amount inside that Lyon team for this season even? Yeah, it's hard to say again, because for me, it's been kind of just focusing on me and, and helping this team. And, and now it's just focusing on our team. Uh, for me, I mean, you, you see Barcelona in the headlines every single week because of what they do with their, their league and whatnot, um, which is incredible. And again, I hope the, the league there keeps developing as much as possible and makes it more challenging for them, as, as I would say the same for the French League um, as well. But... Yeah, I don't know if it's, it was always that, you know, this collision course, we always thought Barca was going to be in the final. Um, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what my, my teammates would say for that, because for me, I was just making sure I was healthy every single week and ready to play in these games. So Ada Hegerberg is a, a global star, and she was out for a long time with injuries. Do you think she's back at her best now, and what's it like playing with her? Oh my gosh, it's... Uh... You know, it's incredible to to see where she's at right now. She might hate me for this, but you know, when I uh, when I played at PSG, I I always thought Otta was was big time when she was coming through the ranks with with Leon and and then going away. You know, you see everything that she's accomplished, and she's still so young. Um, the goals she scored, the trophies she's won, the impact that she's made on on the field. Um, and then you go through an injury like that, and you know I had I hadn't heard the full story until I got here, and you know once I, I finally came, you know it's it's so hard. You you go through a two year injury, and when you're coming back, like you know it takes it takes a long time. It took me a long time, and I was out for only two months. You know it's it's how it goes, and and you always wonder like are they going to be the same player as they were before? Um, and you know, I, I wondered about Ada because you know you see, you see it. You like you want her to do more. You want her to score these goals. And I was just like, she's she's almost there. She's almost there. She's gonna like get it back to you know where she was. And you know, then now being in full training and seeing her every single day, and now seeing these huge games, like massive games, and she's coming up and she's scoring the goals. 
you know, she's making the impact and she's sorry, like working her ass off every single day, every single game. And, you know, she's back. Like she's, it, it, it's just like, so, it's so cool to see. And I think for anyone that's gone through an injury like that, obviously I had my knee years ago. Um, and you, you just don't know if you're ever going to get it back. So, um, for me, it's, again, it's so inspirational to see Ada out for two years, not knowing if she was going to be, you know, at her best again and, and playing like she was before. And, you know, now she's she's scoring in the biggest games and, you know, helping our team win and, and not only scoring goals, she's doing everything off the ball as well. So I'm really proud of her and I, I'm so lucky to be her teammate. I'm learning from her and she's helping me here as well. How is playing in Europe with Lyon different from playing in the NWSL? You know, it's, it's, it's so hard to say, you know, I... I don't want it to make it, it sound like the NWSL is just, you know, this kick it um, long type of play because I think it's really developing and it's it's getting better and better um, technique-wise, tac- tactics-wise, whatnot. Um, but for me and Lyon, uh, especially in this group, you know, the players are are so smart, so tactically smart, so technically smart. They love the game. They love watching the game. Everything is about football, and it's so professional in that way as well. So, like, you know, we're out on the pitch, and just, like, playing a possession-style game, 5v5, 6v6, like, you just, like, feel the football, and it's so nice. Like, everything's so crisp and clean, and, you know, in in the NWSL sometimes it's just, like, it's purely physical and, and you have to beat that person in the ball or you're smashing into a tackle and, and whatnot. It's just different. It's not, you know, one's not better than the other, but for me, like right now in my career, this is what I want to be doing and, and playing like this and uh, playing with these, these women as well. I mean, I, I wanted to ask what your status is with Leon. Are you planning to stay there longer? Or are you planning to come back to Portland? <laughs> Uh, well, as of right now, I, I signed for 18 months, so I have another season with them. And and then obviously I signed a, an extension with Portland after, so we're just going to have to see how the season goes. But the plan would be, you know, after the 18 months to, to go back in Portland. But I can't tell you what the future is going to be like right after this next season with Lyon. Um, kind of just going to focus on now and um, and kind of let it speak for itself, you know. Your U.S. teammate, Katarina Macario, is obviously at Lyon. How is she doing there from your perspective? And, and what do you like about playing with her as a teammate? For me, I'm so happy she's here in this environment. I think, you know, obviously I chose this route to go at a young age overseas. Um, and I think the younger, the better to come over here. And, you know, she's playing and training with one of the most professional clubs, like I talked about, and the style of play and, and the football that she's getting and the people that she's learning from. You know, look at look at the team and look at who she gets to train with every single day. And and it's kind of like she, she has Otta here who's taken her under her wing as well. So that's really cool for me to see. And, um, you know, just to have another American here is, is nice and, you know, give her crap every single day. But... Uh, I think she's doing really well. I think uh, she obviously has so much time and so much potential. So that's that's the cool thing. That's, uh, you know, it's going to be interesting in the next few years, you know, what she can do and what she can accomplish. And I wanted to ask a little bit about the U.S. women's national team. There's been a lot of change in the U.S. team over the past year. What's your view on all of that? And 
you know, where you're hoping your place is in it with World Cup qualifying that tournament ahead this summer. Yeah, it's it's been crazy, huh? Like every <laughs> every time you see a roster, it's crazy. Um, it's good and it it keeps people on their toes. You know, um, I fully trust in in you know what we're trying to accomplish with our national team and you know the way we're going and you know players have to perform players have to take things seriously and you look at how we did in in the last olympics and it wasn't good enough and we all know that every player that was there knows that um and something had to change you know and not that i agree or disagree with players not being here or players you know choosing not to come etc cetera, etc cetera. you know we've hear rumors all over the place why what are the reasons etc um for me it's you know i want to see players working hard i want to see pe- players performing consistently and that's always been you know the role of the coaches you know i want the best players in camp the best players in the league the best players you know are overseas are they performing are cat and lindsay performing um obviously tobin at arsenal the, the players need to be performing so I think that's, you know, that's always been the thing. And then at the at, on the other side of things, the culture, it, it has to get better and better. Um, and the mentality and everything, like leading into this next World Cup, all the, all the other countries are getting better and better. And we can't just rely on our pure talent and the mentality that comes down to a, that final, you know, uh, goal being scored or player making an insane uh run and goal or pino scoring a pk you know these things we can't just rely on them anymore so yeah it's it's going to be interesting because you now have alex scoring four goals in a game and you have players performing kristen press just scored one of the nicest goals i've seen in a while it looked like a pure kristen press goal so it's going to be it's going to be interesting what happens in then in the next few months so you are dating a former guest on this podcast Tyler Heaps is currently the head of Sporting Technology and Insights for AS Monaco. Before that, he spent five and a half years with U.S. Soccer, where he became the director of Sporting Analytics. What is the story of how you both met? You're making him sound so important and great. <laughs> as you <laughs> no, should be. Um, as he should be. Um, we obviously met uh, in U.S. Soccer. This is the first time I'm speaking live about this to the public. Um, but yeah, we, we met at U.S. Soccer. Uh, he was in and around the women's team and the men's team, obviously. Um, he was doing a lot for, for both sides and, again, was probably one of the main reasons we won the, the World Cup after you know knowing everything he did uh, that we, we honestly didn't know as a team. Um, he's incredible. Um, but... To be fair, during uh, COVID time, you know, we spoke a lot more. Um, you know, we, I think we were always good friends. He always joked that I didn't know his name in camps and stuff, but that's obviously not true. Um, but we got to know each other a lot better, and, and kind of from then on, uh, we really developed a good relationship, and the rest is, <laughs> the rest is really history. Thank you for sharing that. I, I You know, it's funny, because I was telling you before we started recording that you know, when Tyler came on the podcast a year ago, I think you guys went public like right after that. And I sent him a message like, yeah, you forgot to mention this <laughs> in our interview. Obviously, I'm not that important in his life. <laughs> but Just kidding. It's, it's, it's pretty cool. And like, 
I guess one question I have is, I know he had a, a really important role in U.S. soccer, sort of off the field, but did he also play some against you? <laughs> oh, he sure did. Um, he would, you know, Joe would always uh, bring, him, bring him in anytime we needed an extra number or whatever, uh, especially during the World Cup. Um, and, you know, we joke all the time because he has all the clips from training sessions or whatnot. So there are times that, like, I took him out in challenges and he, like, rolled around for, like, six or seven minutes and was... <laughs> Know, being a little baby but um and then he'll he'll send me a clip of like me, him like scooping me and like playing this sweet ball to Carly and I like I get this you know every every few months or so um so yeah it's funny to think you know we're playing with each other all the time but um he's like and he thinks he's so good too he's not that good I I, I all joking aside he's a mm-hmm. like um I would think a good soccer resource. Do you do you work together? Like, is he does like like a lot of people these days have personal coaches, and I'm not going to go maybe that far, but does he does he advise you occasionally or provide some feedback on the soccer side? Yeah, I honestly now I I don't know what I would do without him. I think uh, you know he's probably one of the smartest guys I know in football, if not the. Um, you know, he just looks at things a different way and I'm sure you learned a lot from just speaking to him because I listen to your guys' podcast as well and I learn something new every day but you know he'll, he obviously watches my games and watches me specifically and and he'll give his feedback or we'll watch our clips if I want to you know it's not just like <laughs> we have a pure like soccer relationship that's not how it is but um you know whenever I ask like for his feedback I I can get it and he challenges me and we argue about football we have like I'm an Arsenal fan. He's a Tottenham fan. So we get in fights all the time with that. So that's not, it's not fun. Um, but other than that, yeah, he's, he's super, super helpful and, uh, a huge resource for me. So can't give him too much credit right now, but yeah, he, uh, he deserves it. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. It sounds like you should have a reality show actually, based on what I'm hearing, (laughs) but, um, in, so for this game, I guess just to wrap up champions league final, you know the stakes. Uh, does it feel similar to preparing for a World Cup final, or, or is it different in some way? No, it's, you know, I was actually telling Tyler today, I was just like, I, I'm like so anxious right now because I haven't really, you know, obviously before the World Cup final, I hadn't been in that spot before, but I had been in a world tournament with the Olympics, and, you know, um, this is just different because maybe at PSG, like I never got this opportunity. Like I played in Champions League games, but we, you know, when we made it to the final, I was injured and, you know, I, I've never really felt this like Champions League feeling and it's, it's different to the World Cup, you know? And so each game, like I've been like, just like a little bit more nervous for, and obviously as the game gets going, it's, it's great and whatnot, but you know, this game is like everything. And I think more so because like I fell in love with with the game at such a young age, watching Champions League and, and watching Barcelona play. And and it was always Champions League, you know? These were the biggest games. And and now, as a female playing in it, and it, you know, it being so huge, like everyone's waiting for this game. And Barcelona, it's, it's everything, you know? So I think that's like this feeling that I'm getting. It's just like so much anxiety. I just, I just want the game to be here. But it's good. It's, it, you know, it means it's important. And... Um, 
again, like I'll, I'll settle down and know it's just another game. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a really cool feeling to, you know, have a game with such importance like this. Lindsay Horan's Club Lyon meets Barcelona in the UEFA Champions League final in Turin, Italy this Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can see it for free on DAZN's YouTube channel. Lindsay, good luck in the final, and thanks for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to Football with Grant Wall. I'd like to thank Lindsay Horan, as well as producer Chris Whittingham. You can now sign up for a free or paid subscription to my newsletter at grantwall.com. The best way to support my work is by taking out a paid subscription. See you next time.